Welcome everyone to today's episode. This is a great listen, especially for people who have companion birds or birds that live indoors with you. Today we're going to be chatting with Jesse from For the Parrots. So could you please go ahead and introduce yourself, Jesse, to our listeners? Hi, I'm I'm Jesse. I run For the Parrots. Uh, online bird store. In the background, you'll probably start hearing my few birds talking. Uh, so I've got three birds of my own. I've got a green cheek conure called Pistachio. I've also got a Quaker parrot called Monkey. And my newest um, rescue is another green cheek conure called Sprout. So are all your birds rescue birds? Uh, no, just Sprout to rescue bird. Pistachio I got locally. Could you please explain to us what For the Parrots actually is? Yeah, so For the Parrots is uh, basically an online bird store. Um, I kind of started it, so when I first got to Geo, he wasn't interested in any toys or playing with anything, uh, foraging, anything like that. He just didn't really know what to do there and any of the uh, like commercial toys that I bought just didn't interest him and because I've got a background in animal science um, and a particular interest in like wildlife care and uh, you know keeping environments for the animals that we've got I knew that okay well I needed to do something to enrich his life and make sure that he was a happy and healthy bird. And part of that is uh, working with those natural instincts to look for food, shred things, all that sort of stuff. So I started making my own bird toys, got him into actually playing with those, and now he's a very active and independent bird. He enjoys playing with all of his different types of boys, particularly foraging. All of my birds enjoy their foraging. They'd much prefer working for their food than if I just put it in a bowl. Yeah, so I started making my own toys and as a hobby, just started putting those up online. And then about midway through last year, I actually turned it into a proper business, set up the online store, yeah, and a big part of it is I want to be providing toys that are appropriate for birds, particularly small birds, because a lot of commercial toys that you buy are more geared towards larger birds and don't really hold the attention of small birds. And particularly with an interest in foraging and working with those natural instincts to keep them happy and healthy. Uh, so, yeah, wanting to provide those appropriate toys, but also be able to provide information and help to other bird owners as well. So, Pistachio, the green-cheeked Kionya, whereabouts did he come from? So, Pistachio is actually from a local bird store. Um, I've been there a few times and, yeah, basically I got him as a young bird under a year old and he hasn't really been handled too much so most of the first few months was working on taming which was very slow progress but now he's my little velcro bird who 
basically won't leave my hands. <laughs> so, when you say training a bird is a slow process, in your experience, how slow exactly? And what tips could you give people who are trying to tame their own birds? Yeah, so basically with pistachio, it was about two months before they actually were willingly come over to me just to sort of hang out. Um, so those first two months was basically working on just sitting in his presence, kind of to let him know that, hey, I'm not going to force any interactions on you. Um, he was also on an all-seed diet, so I transferred him onto, you know, fresh veggies and um, a pelleted diet as well, and those seeds came out for our hanging out, eventually training sessions as well, which helps helped me become a bit more of a prized possession because I brought the extra good treats. But, yeah, it was about two months before he would actually choose to come over to me. Uh, and most of that was just me sitting back and letting him get comfortable in the home and knowing that, yeah, it was going to be all his choice. Do you think that taking the needed time, being patient and just sitting and waiting for the bird to choose to come to you in the beginning of hand taming is often um, the missing ingredient in many people's hand training attempts? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of it comes down to patience with these guys. So I've got a dog as well and a lot of experience with dog training. It's very easy to train a dog and to get a dog to be comfortable with you. Basically, you know, they, usually the dog's pretty happy to come over and interact with you. Whereas birds, because they're more, they're, st they're still quite wild animals. Um, they're not fully domesticated like dogs and cats are, so it does take a little bit more patience. They still have a lot of those instinctual prey drives where basically, okay, if I'm scared, I will want to get out of that situation. So it takes a lot more patience and just a lot more calm demeanour, I guess, to, to show the birds that it's not a scary thing. For my bird monkey and for, for Sprout as well when he first came here, a lot of it was actually just I'd play music with them because they enjoyed dancing and singing along to the music and we'd just spend time kind of in the same room, not directly interacting, but it's just that I find with the birds it's a lot more lot more patience, a lot more sitting back and kind of working on their terms. So prior to having pistachio, monkey and sprout coming into your life, did you have a background in birds? I've always really, really loved birds. Uh, when I was quite a bit younger, I did have some zebra finches for a while. I guess looking back at, um, looking back then, I, I, I still tried to, you know, give a, a mostly natural environment, you know, giving them natural perches and stuff like that. But knowing what I know now, I, there's a lot more that I would have liked to have done better. And that's the big thing is I'm always putting in a lot of research into, okay, what's some new studies of the best diets, you know, what's, what's the most appropriate things to give to these guys. Uh, that's sort of my personal experience with a lot of bird stuff. But also I just recently completed my Bachelor of Animal Science. 
And a lot of the subjects that I took there were ornithological studies. So a lot of a lot of studies on different types of birds, um, a lot of studies on wildlife and how to care for them in captivity, uh, you know, behaviour and welfare, all those sorts of things. Now, about the animal studies that you completed, could you tell us a few main points that you learnt throughout this course? that you have been trying to integrate into the four the parrots products and your information services. One of the biggest points that I actually got from my studies was probably from doing placements at the National Zoo and Aquarium in Canberra. I got a lot of hands-on experience making and implementing a lot of like behavioral enrichment, environmental enrichment for a lot of different species of animals. That's kind of one of the biggest things that I actually picked up from my studies was that practical point of, I guess, looking at different types of animals and what their needs are in the wild and how we can meet those in captivity in different creative ways with objects that we might have around the house um, or that are fairly easy to to get a hold of. Uh, other things, I guess, is with studying, you know, bird anatomy and physiology in some of my courses as well gave me a better idea of why some things are unsafe for birds, um, why, why some materials aren't great. So more particularly looking at whole dangers, so things like candles and sprays and stuff like that not being great for birds because of their respiratory systems. So the fact that they've got a much more efficient uh, respiratory system than we do as people means that they're a lot more susceptible to airborne things. Do you think that the items you have created are for the parrots actively and positively contribute to health and welfare of all companion birds or birds that live indoors? I, like I said, I sort of use, use all of those things that I learned for their wild counterparts or even, I guess, their counterparts in, you know, zoos and establishments like that. But, I, you know, more fitting to, to the home. So some of it will be it's more aesthetically pleasing to people while still also being appropriate for the bird. And, yeah, using, using materials that may not necessarily hold up in outside situations but are definitely uh good good for the home and yeah all of my all of my toys have been tested with my own birds to make sure that they are interesting and entertaining and yeah that they want to pick them up and check them out where do you get the inspiration and ideas to create these products that you have available for sale to small parrot owners yeah, so a lot of, um, especially in the early days, a lot of just Facebook um, DIY bird toy groups have been really, really helpful just for a lot of tips and tricks for different techniques of how to get stuff together, um, good materials to use, experience um, of how other people's birds have reacted to different types of toys and materials. Uh, those have sort of been my biggest inspiration. Otherwise, it's just, okay, I know I want to use these components. Say, I know Pistachio enjoys chewing on balsa wood because for him, he acts like a really big 
So he's about 60 grams of fluff. And so he would always get frustrated with the tougher woods, but balsa wood is quite a soft one. So I know when I'm making a toy for smaller birds and like pistachio, I try to incorporate things that, yes, they can shred and they can destroy that are appropriate toughness and size for the bird. And basically with any new toys, I just kind of lay out, yes, I want to use these materials and try to string them together in a way that is, interesting and also functional for you know foraging and things like that as well so on the topic of materials where do you source your raw materials from for your products and why do you choose those suppliers yeah so in the beginning a lot of my products a lot of my toys that i made were mostly just finding finding materials from places like the reject shop and stuff like that for a lot of those like base materials um, but these days now I actually go through Bird Toy Parts which is a US company uh, they have a really good selection of mostly natural components as well as some other like plastics and acrylics that are safe for birds um, trying to steer more towards using the, the natural products uh, and as well as far as the, the wood pieces and whatnot that I use, like the balsa wood, I get from Bunnings, make sure that I get untreated uh, pieces and cut those up and, uh, and prepare them at home. Surprisingly, today there are still a large percentage of bird owners who do not realise there are many unsafe bird toys and accessories being sold in pet stores and online. Could you please explain to the listeners what sort of products and toys are unsafe for birds and what are the outcomes for the birds if their owners continue to expose their birds to these unsafe items? Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing, uh, another reason why I started making my own bird toys was because I was seeing a lot of unsafe materials that were being used. So, in particular... Um, a lot of even just the clips that are used to hang toys up, uh, they're called pear clips. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of, again, posts on social media and seen a lot of reports from various avian, vet avian veterinary clinics that have shown birds who have, because as birds are very skilled, especially parrots, they're very skilled. They will undo these clips and manage to get them stuck through their beaks and actually cause quite a lot of injuries. If you can't get to them quick enough, say if you're out at work and this happens, they could be stuck for quite a while and that can cause a lot of really uh, bad health issues just from being stuck on there, not to mention the damage that is being done to the beak at the time. So I make sure that any clips that I use to hang up my toys are basically if the bird tries to kind of get their beak around it, it's not going to get stuck on their beak. So I make sure to use high quality materials that are stainless steel as well. A lot of bird toys that you might find commercially, you can't always be sure what metal they're using. And a lot of metals are actually quite toxic for birds. So again, seeing a lot of reports of metal toxicity in birds that might have happened over a very long period of time of the bird just sort of chewing on these toys that are made with 
improper materials. Another thing that I make sure I avoid is using any sort of cotton, um, any cotton string or anything like that in my toys. Again, birds, as we know, they like to destroy things and that's a very natural behaviour. So they're going to be chewing and they're going to be fraying these different things. And a lot of birds end up actually eating some of these fibres. They can't pass through their crop and it ends up building up and meaning that their crop becomes impacted. They can't eat, they can't get the nutrients that they need and if they make it to where you can find that okay there's something wrong you get them into an avian vet typically they need to actually have surgery to have that removed and it is very dangerous to have to have birds under anesthetic because of their sensitive respiratory systems so it just there's a lot of things that a lot of people say yep yeah, you know I've had these types of toys with my birds for a long time they've been fine and that's really great that they haven't experienced the negative side of things but we are just seeing more and more reports of all of these birds going through unnecessary trauma because they've been given toys that are inappropriate for them. Why do you think these unsafe bird toys and accessories are still being sold in Australia in 2021? Yeah, I think it's, especially with birds, we're starting to get better with a lot of things, but there's still a lot more study that needs to go into appropriate care for them. And unfortunately, they seem to sort of fall fall between the cracks with a lot of um, safety measures for for their products. So a lot of these toys and everything have been sold for, for many, many years, for decades, and it's just, it's the way that it's been done, unfortunately, for so long. Um, unfortunately, as well, a lot of a lot of these unsafe materials are also a lot cheaper so that may factor into why some of these materials are being used instead because it is it is cheaper if a bird owner wants to see what bird safe products and toys and check out your information whereabouts they go to find you yep so i've got a website uh, com. I've also got a Facebook and Instagram page, um, both for the parrots. And yeah, if you want to keep an eye on more of the, you know, day-to-day running, um, any particularly, you know, behavioral stuff, I like to do a lot of training. So I'll typically post some training stuff or challenges that I face with my own birds on the Facebook and the Instagram page or you know, I'll, I'll post new toy designs and everything that's coming. Those are good places to, I guess, keep an eye on all of the new stuff that's going on. Um, otherwise, yeah, if they want to check out the different products, there is the website. Um, there's also the chat feature on there. So I definitely encourage people, if you have any questions at all, uh, send me through a message. I usually typically reply pretty quickly. If a person wants to purchase some of your bird-safe items and toys, is it best to do this throughout the website? Yeah, that's right. Remember everyone, the address for Jessie's webpage is in below in the show notes. After you visiting your webpage myself, I read that apart from the actual online store, you also provide a the birdie blog, which provides some useful information to small parrot owners. What can you tell us the, about the information that you have prepared to share with small parrot owners? 
Yes, yes. So I've been working on um, getting the blog up and running because, again, with my background in animal science and, I guess, that tolerance of reading a lot more of the more boring papers, um, yeah, I want to bring a lot of the new information and the new studies that are being done on the welfare and the behaviour of companion parrots as pets. I want to bring a lot more of that information into a way that is like, more accessible to more people. So if people have, have questions at all that they can message me on the Facebook page, the Instagram page or through the website. If you are really struggling to get your bird into playing with toys, you're more than welcome to message me and I can, I can give some tips and tricks for your specific bird. And just, yeah, understanding that every bird is going to be different. I've got three very different personalities in all my three birds and finding a toy that, that suits their needs and their personality. Um, they each have a different, different favourite thing. Now... Jessie has selected one of her bird safe toys to present to us. This is a toy that is suitable for indoor or small companion birds. Jessie has selected the busy tube. So Jessie, can you please explain to the listeners what the busy tube is and why you made it? How does it make your indoor bird's life better and what materials it contains? Yeah, so I chose the busy tube. It was bit hard to sort of think back and, and think what, what product to choose for this one. But I chose the Bincy Tube because it's uh, one of my really good all-rounder products. So I kind of look into a few main categories in the types of toys that I provide. The main one is foraging. I, I try to use as many of my toys as I can as foraging options because in the wild, birds are spending the majority of their day foraging and looking for food. And typically a lot of behavioural issues that we see in companion birds is because they're bored. They're bored and they're frustrated because they're given a bowl of food and they've got the access to that. So that part of their brain that's like, okay, you need to be going out and looking for food isn't really occupied. And that's where you get a lot of issues with screaming or, you know, chewing that they're not supposed to, like the walls and stuff like that. So... With the Busy Tube, um, it is basically a seagrass mat, which is a safe material for birds, wrapped into a tube with some nice crinkle shred uh, stuffed in the middle, which then you can hide their favourite treats in. My birds all go crazy for millets and uh, almonds and pine nuts, so I like to hide those in there. So that satisfies a little bit of that foraging need for them. For the birds who really enjoy shredding things, um, particularly pistachio is one of my big shredders in the house, so he loves anything that I make with the seagrass mat. And pretty quickly that turns into twigs of seagrass because he just enjoys really getting in there and just shredding and tearing it apart, and it really it entertains him for quite a while, keeps his focus on that for quite a while as well as pulling out um, the paper shred and stuff from there. And not only outside as well, I'll typically add some other things like some soft um, chunks of solar, uh, just other other little things that they can shred and sort of tear apart. And, yeah, so it's a toy, one of the ones that typically lasts a pretty long time. 
uh, pistachio goes through it the quickest in my house and that still usually takes them about you know a few weeks before it gets to the point where you can't really use it anymore the other birds don't tend to completely destroy the seagrass mat so i can refill that and refill that and use that for quite a while as a foraging toy as well thank you jesse very much for coming on to birdcast today and chatting with us about your online bird safe toy store and information service for the parrots thank you all right everyone well i hope you enjoyed today's episode remember all the pages jesse mentions are in below in the show notes i hope you found today's episode useful be sure to check out youtube birdman dad we have a new video on birdman dad all right everyone bye now